0: Um, yeah, as you as said, my name is Matt Churchill, I'm, and I'm glad to, to be here with you this morning. My wife and I, um, her name is Sarah, uh, typically lead um, uh, worship at, at our church. We attend Burnside Christian Church once a month. We do that, and uh, so that she's not here with me this morning. She's over there leading worship, but I brought my daughter, Jada, um, and we have two boys as well, Jairus and Jack, and, and we're excited to be back at the camp Uh, From 2011 to 2016, we lived at the camp, and I worked there under Doug Hamer, who was the director at the time, um, as the program manager. Uh, We moved to Southern Illinois, and then about a year and a half ago, moved back to this area, and now we're back at the camp. I know many of you have a long history with LeMoyne, and uh, we're, we're thankful for your continued partnership with us. Uh, my family has a long history at Lemoyne. Um, my wife Sarah, uh, her dad served on the camp board back in the 80s. Uh, her her mom and dad actually did their marriage counseling in the basement with Bob Carver, and while he was the camp manager um, out there. And then he was uh, her dad, Larry. Um, you may know him, Larry Smith. Uh, you may have known him. He was on the board, and um, during the time that Larry Rosine was hired, and so Sarah grew up going there. Her dad grew up going there. Um, and, and so we've just got a long history there with that. I first became familiar with Lemoyne back in 2006 when I was on a, a camp team for Central Christian College of the Bible. I was, I was attending there, and I spent two weeks at Le Moyne. Um, both They had two high school weeks at that time, and I got to spend both weeks there. Um, and, and to be honest, it was my favorite camp that, that entire summer, and I'm not just saying that. Um, the deans were great. The, the facilities were, were pretty good, and, and the food was, was good, and, and camp food, I love it. Um, I don't know if you guys do or not, but, man, it, and it shows sometimes on me. Um, but but the first time I stepped foot on those grounds, it it became obvious that Le Moyne was a special place. And first impressions are, are kind of funny sometimes. And sometimes first impressions really matter to us. You know, if you show up at a restaurant and it, it's dirty, there's dirty, you know, Tables everywhere. The, the server comes up, and they may have stains on their shirt, or or they just look very disheveled, or whatever. You know, you may question whether or not you want to eat there. Uh, on the other side, you show up to like a church service, and you're greeted by a friendly friendly face, uh, some nice coffee, and you know you may want to return. And for, so first impressions are, are often important, but sometimes they're a little misleading. Have you ever met someone that you think is a pretty great person, only to find out that that they're not? When you first meet them, or, or maybe you thought you met somebody and you, you didn't really like them for a while, but after you got to know them, you realize they're actually a pretty pretty awesome person to be around. I don't know if you're, if you're married here, maybe you remember the first time you met your wife or your, your spouse. My wife and I, we, we have different stories of how and, and when we met actually. Um, as we've visited with different people over the past, you know the conversation comes up about how did you guys meet? And we, we tell two different stories. Uh, she claims she claims that when, that we met when I was on camp teams. Um, during my final week at summer, while I was out at Lemoyne, uh, she had just graduated high school and, and she was uh, visiting some friends that were there. Uh, she wasn't a camper that week as she was getting ready to attend Central where I was already attending. One of the other faculty members, I guess, uh, according to her, um, you know tapped me on the shoulder, wanted me to meet Sarah because she was going to be attending the school that I was at. And, and so according to her, I, I turned around. I had long, curly hair at that time. And, and she I just kind of flowed through the air. And my bright blue eyes caught her attention. And she was like, just, just awestruck. Um, and I said, hey, and then turned back around and started talking to the people I was talking to or doing whatever. I don't remember it. I disagree with her. I don't think that's when we met. In fact, I think that we met because she dated my roommate in college. Uh, and and him and I, we didn't really get along very well, Um, and and they dated, so we kind of saw each other a little bit. We had some mutual friends. Um, We'd hang out every once in a while, but then my roommate didn't come back to college, and they broke up, and Sarah and I became friends. And so that's how I claim that we met. Um, And so, you know, those those stories are, are interesting, how we can encounter people and have different perspectives on how it went. I want you to stop and think for a moment about a time that that maybe you've met someone, and that someone being Jesus. Maybe it was the first time that you heard about God. Perhaps you grew up in the church, and and you've always remembered hearing about Jesus. But when was that first time that you realized that you had a need for a Savior? Think about it. Who was there? How did you, you feel? I did not grow up in the church or, or in a Christian household. Both of my parents are now believers, but but that wasn't the case as I was growing up. Uh, in, in fact, it was like the farthest from that. But one summer, a friend of mine invited me to go to summer camp. I was living in, in northern Michigan, and, and like Nate, we had about a two, two-and-a-half-hour drive to, to the summer camp. It was called Pleasant Valley Bible Camp in East Jordan, Michigan, and I loved it. I loved camp. At camp, I went there. There was a pond to go fishing. There was miniature golf. There was open gym. There were crafts. Uh, every year, there was a softball league that the cabins um, competed against each other in. There were go karts, and there were girls. I mean, it couldn't get any better for me. Like, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, the camp that I went to, um, it was it was a small um, camp, but it but it was great. And one summer, I remember being there in junior high. I was sitting in a chapel service one evening. And for Pleasant Valley, at their chapel service, everybody had to dress up. You weren't allowed to wear jeans. You weren't allowed to wear shorts. You had to wear dress pants and a dress shirt. Um, I remember sometimes the, the counselors would let us borrow a tie. The girls had to wear, like, skirts or, or dresses. And it would get, get kind of cool in the evening. It was, it was an open chapel. There were was, was screens on the sides that kind of help protect you a little bit from the mosquitoes. And it always happened that the sun would begin setting kind of through the woods. You'd walk through the woods to get to the chapel. The sun would be setting, and it was just kind of this beautiful scene. And I remember sitting there one evening as as the wind, you know, the cool air kind of picked up a little bit, and the speaker that week was a ventriloquist. So he had a puppet, and he would he would share, and he would get us laughing at different times, and then he would share from God's word um, about about God's love for us. And I remember listening to him And the message that he had, and for the first time in my life, I realized that there was a God that loved me. It didn't matter who I was, it didn't matter where I came from, it didn't matter the things I did in my life, but there was a God that loved me. And it made me stop and think. It wasn't the first time I heard that message. I'd been going to that camp for a few years, and every year they had speakers come in and do the same thing. But that night was different. That night after the chapel service, after everyone had gone to bed, I sat outside of our camp, our cabin with, with the counselor I had, and I just asked a million questions. And he told me more about Jesus. He told me more about what I meant to follow Jesus, what to have him as my Savior. I loved that camp. And I loved that week because it was the first time that I ever felt like I actually belonged someplace. And one of the first times that I could remember actually feeling loved in my life. And that night, Romans 10, it kind of became personal for me. I just want to read a few verses to you. Romans 10 Verses 11 through 13 says, For the scripture says, Everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame. Since there is no distinction between Jew or Greek, because the same Lord of all riches richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And I realized that that night. And this is true for each and every person. It doesn't matter who you are. If you call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. Since before graduating Bible college and up until October of 2020, my career, um, professional career has been in youth ministry. I've worked in a couple of different churches. I worked out at the, youth, uh, the, the summer church camp, and it's always been working with youth. While working in youth ministry, I'd, I'd try to build a team of adults around me because um, you, you just can't do it alone, especially youth ministry, but, but ministry in general. And one of the things that I would do is I would try to train these, these volunteers, and I would try to get them to, to, to figure out how to impact the lives of the students that we'd be, we'd be working with. And one of the things that I would like to do is I would give each person an index card, And I would have them write down on that index index card three names of people who have impacted them, people who who have helped them along the way in their faith. And I encourage them to to kind of think about what these people did, how they treated them, how they spoke to them, and and just to, to think back on that. And this is just a good exercise, I think, for us to do at different times. Think about who the people are in our lives that led us in our faith. And then I would encourage them to go to our students and be that person. Be the person to a student that they needed in their life to walk with Jesus and and to be present like those people had been in theirs. For me, I had people like Randy and Barb Stevenson. They would spend time with my three brothers and myself. Randy encouraged me to learn to play the guitar, and he kind of helped me along the way. When I was ready, he had me join him in the praise team where I learned what it meant to actually lead people in worship. Barb kind of suckered me into teaching junior high Sunday school after I graduated high school and I had no direction in my life. And that experience led me to my calling in ministry. I had people like Cal and Beth Long. Both of them helped me in my walk and kind of encouraged me in Bible college and to even go to Bible college. Beth got me involved at church. And Cal, being the preacher, helped me grow in my knowledge of Scripture. And each of those individuals saw potential in this quiet high school student. And they understood what Paul said in Romans chapter ten, verse fourteen, when he wrote, "How then can they call on Him they have not believed in? How can they believe without hearing about Him? And how can they hear without a preacher?" See, we all have a role in the kingdom. We all have a role to play in the kingdom of God. And if you and I do not take that the faith that we have grown in and turn it around and share it with the sa- that same love and mercy that we've experienced with others, how will people ever know who God is? It isn't just the paid minister's job to fulfill Romans 10, 14. We're all called to be ministers of reconciliation, as Paul writes about in, in Corinthians. And I know this church takes that seriously. Uh, because you guys have ministries within your church where people are stepping up and, and doing that. When I was in Bible college, several of my friends and I got together with one of our professors. We created this organization or group um, that we called Club 71. And it was mostly made up of youth ministry majors and, and was a time dedicated for us to kind of be mentored by this professor. We we were all serving in, in a church um, at that time. And our theme verse was, was Psalm 71, verse 18, which is why we got the name Club 71. And as I've gotten older in my life, I've realized that even even more, how profound the words of the single verse and the importance that they carry. As King David is approaching the end of his life, he writes in Psalm 71, verse 18, he says, Even while I am old and gray, God, do not abandon me. While I proclaim your power to another generation, your strength to all who are to come. And whether we realize it or not, we pay, play a role in passing on our faith, especially to the next generation. Whether that's someone in your family, the kid sitting next to you, or one that lives down the street, our desire should be that of King David's to proclaim God's power to the generations that come after us. And that, my friends, is why LeMoyne Christian Camp exists. That is, that is what we're about. You know, LeMoyne Christian Service Camp exists to challenge youth and adults to love and serve Christ. And as long as I'm a dr- the director there, that's going to be our, our focus. That's what it's been for, for many years now, and that's what it's going to continue to be. Everything that we do is with that in mind. Challenging youth and adults to love and serve Christ. And for the past 65 years, LeMoyne has partnered with churches just like the Harp Christian Church to do just that. I don't know if you know the history of LeMoyne Camp, but I want to share a little bit of that with you. Back in 1945, there was a man named Melvin Fiscus. He was visiting Camp Point, Illinois, as he was considering going there to preach at First Christian Church. During a tour of their town, he, he was taken to the local park, Bailey Park, and while there he said these words, wouldn't this be an ideal place to start a camp for young people? And two years later, he helped make that dream a reality. In the summer of 1947, there were 63 children who attended camp there, staying in tents, and they walked, they walked to the church to have their meals. And as the camp began to grow, they soon realized that multiple weeks would not be enough to continue having camp at the park in Camp Point. So in 1957, some men went and visited another church camp and, and came up with the idea of, of buying some land to build a camp. They met together and eventually decided to buy 20 acres where Lemoyne Christian Camp now sits, and they bought it for a whopping eight hundred and fifty dollars for 20 acres. Could you, can you imagine that? I mean, that was back then. That was obviously more money, right? But as I learned that, I was like, man, eight hundred fifty dollars. That'll give you like this much land. But while talking through the plans for the camp, men would gather each Monday to work at the camp. They would clear the area. They built the kitchen and the dining hall. They eventually built the chapel. And, and so we continue to gather on Monday evenings with our area fellowship meetings. Churches began to gather food in barrels, a tradition that, that each church continues to gather and donate food and supplies to the camp that we call Camp Barrel every year to make summer camp possible. And in less than six months, the camp was established on 20 acres with a kitchen, a dining hall, and was ready for campers. And that first summer, there were 274 campers that attended LeMoyne Camp. The discussion quickly came up as to whether or not they should dig a well. And one man stated, we are about to build a camp that we intend to use for at least 150 years. Let's do it right and dig a deep well that will meet our needs for for years to come. And we're not quite halfway there to those 150 years yet, but the groundwork has been laid and is continuing to be built upon so that we can, we can continue the ministry of Lemoyne far beyond 150 years. And as we enter into that 65th year of ministry at the grounds of Lemoyne Christian Camp, you know, we're facing some challenges, I'll be honest with you, that require our churches to work together once again in 2016, the camp was able to build these, these new cabins. Each cabin has its own bathroom, heat and air conditioning, and a storm shelter, making camps safer for campers and visitors. That's a far cry from where it started in tents and, and then block buildings. But with that, the camp incurred some debt. And your camp board has made a renewed commitment to paying off that debt and ensuring that Lemoyne can be around for many years to come. And I know that as a church, you guys have committed uh, to, and made a commitment to the camp to help with that. And I'm so thankful for you, and I'm thankful for that commitment. Because LeMoyne does not exist without our member churches. I, I'm a firm believer, and we've been saying this for a long time, that, that LeMoyne Christian Camp is an extension of our local churches. And we partner together with you. And as the world came to a halt in 2020 and the uncertainty of different guidelines and restrictions happened, Lemoyne has been without a regular camp season for two years. And, and this year, that's going to change. This year, we're moving forward um, with a full summer of camp. We sent out a, we recently sent out a, a letter to our churches that have um, the summer camp listed. And, and there's a couple of mistakes, a couple of things that have changed since then. Um, we're going to, um, on March 31st, we're going to have a camp kickoff meeting. We're hoping our ministers and camp reps can come out and we can give you the the full schedule at that time. It'll be at 6 p.m. at the camp. And if you're not a camp rep, you're not a camp minister, you're still welcome to come. We'd love to, to have you there. And we're going to talk all things summer camp at that point. But in order to be ready for camp this summer, we need help. We need your help. You know, I know a group from this men or from this church, a group of men from this church, We'll be out at camp this this coming weekend um, helping us to kind of clean up some fallen trees and do some various projects. But there will be much more work to be done after that. And so on April 2nd and 9th, um, we're going to host some work days. Basically, we need to clean up the grounds. There's leaves, there's hickory nuts, there's, there's limbs down all over the place. Um, and so we're asking our churches and our people to come out. We'd love to have you there. If you want to come out, we're going to have lunch available to you. Um, it's going to be a simple lunch of just you know hot dogs and chips, but, but it'll be food there. Um, we, we encourage you to come out with that for that. And I believe that summer camp is still a great way to introduce the youth of your community to Christ and to help those who might already know Jesus to grow in that faith. Myself, I'm a product of camp. I would not know who Jesus is without without a church camp. It is that simple. And there's people in your community that are the same way. There's, there's kids in your community that would not know who Jesus is without the church camp. And so we want to partner with you in that. There's a book called Sacred Pathways. I don't know if you've heard of it or not, but it's by a man named Gary Thomas. And in this book, he shares nine different temperaments or pathways that people connect with God. Nine different ways, and we don't have time to unpack those those different ways uh, today. Um, but as as I was looking through those, and as I was reading those, and I was thinking about camp. I realized that that each of those nine ways are found in a week of summer camp at Lemoyne. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your personality. And Lemoyne is is right for you. It's a great way to be connected with God and others as we grow in our faith and we're challenged to love and serve Christ. And so we have camp for those going into first grade all the way through graduated seniors in, in high school. Um, we have day camps. We have overnighters. We've got short weeks for, for younger kids, and then, and then week-long things for fifth and sixth all the way through, through high school. And so we encourage you to come out this summer and, and to be there. We also have opportunities to, to come and, and serve during a week as a faculty member. And it's, it's, an, it's a great way for you to grow in your faith as well as an adult. As I stop and I think about the rich history of Le Moyne, I can't help but wonder if the, if Melvin Fiscus knew where his idea, idea for a youth camp at a small park in camp point would eventually lead, the lives that would be impacted, all because he saw a potential and a need. And then after thoughtfully and prayerfully considering it, he acted. The kingdom has been profoundly grown through the ministry of Lemoyne. There's people that, that have, have led ministries. Uh, there's a guy I know that, that was sitting as, as a saw director in the back of the chapel where he decided that he was going to turn his life around and go to Bible college, and now he leads a men's ministry online that impacts people around the world. Uh, we've had people that are Bible professors, preachers, ministry leaders, and, and many of you that have grown up going to camp and have been pro- profoundly impacted by the ministry there. And how about you? What is God asking you to do? I, I love this song we sang earlier, um, Good, Good Father. And it says, you're calling me deeper still. Where is God calling you to go deeper in your faith? How is he How is he challenging you? How is he calling you in your ministry? Where is he asking you to step out in faith so that he can do far more than you or I could ever think or imagine? See, Lemoyne exists because one man followed God. What could exist because of your obedience? And so as we wrap up today, I just want to encourage you to to go deeper, to to ask God, what is it that he's calling you to do? And then act on that. And as the camp director of Le Moyne, I look forward to our continued partnership with La Harp Christian Church um, for many years to come. It's been a a strong history in the past and, and it's something that we want to carry on into the future. So thank you for letting me be here with you this morning and to share with you a little bit about the camp and and where we're going into the future as well.